Welcome to the first episode of Finding Morpheus. I'm Dustin Latchford here with Forrest Joseph. Today, our guest is Kyle Dow. Kyle is a holistic integration coach that supports people after plant medicine experiences and also in general life guidance. Kyle has has recognized the burdens that come with human come with human and helps people cultivate a life of meaning and joy. Thanks for being here today, Kyle. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Can you tell so, us a little bit more about what that means instead of just Dustin telling us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, plant medicine is on the rise right now. A lot of people are turning to what is essentially psychedelics to essentially face their traumas that they've experienced in life and to gain a greater understanding of themselves. And this is now being proven to be super functional medicine. A lot of people say that sitting with ayahuasca for night is like 10 years of therapy. So this is the a, a big craze at the moment, but it can't be a standalone thing. It has to have integration, which is essentially the process of implementing the lessons learned into your daily habits and routines so that we don't just lose those lessons, right? Otherwise, you're just in this vicious cycle of going over and over the, the same stuff. Now, all of life requires integration. Every experience we have, if we don't take the time to process it and the emotions associated with it, then it could end up governing our lives or we end up facing the same challenges over and over again. And again, we're stuck in that, that loop. So I help people through this process of recognizing the challenging aspects that come with being human and then in processing those challenges and coping with those burdens, we then have a experience of greater joy and meaning. So that's essentially what I do in a nutshell. So you get to take the the everyday problems and stuff, like the things that 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 ail us over and over again and like help solve some of the solutions for that. So like one of the one of the ways that I met Kyle, uh Kyle's been super helpful for me is just helping me better understand who I am, my parts, the different parts of me, different parts of my psyche, how I think about my brain, how I, how I, how I decide to show up in the world and like what that means and why I decide to show up. So just the, the really understanding of like, we do so much to like understand the outside world all the time, but like Kyle's been really helpful in helping me understand like, and take, take issue and make sure that I'm, I'm holding myself accountable to handling the things on the inside. And like dealing with those traumas and stuff that he talks about and making sure that like, I mean, I've just, that's some of the places that I've found Kyle, you to be immensely helpful. And I'm so, so happy to have you on today to talk to everyone else about the different things that you can help them out with, because what you do, and it may, and it may feel like a whole lot when people first hear it, but like, there's a lot there to unpack. And like, it's because there's, there's a ton of things to unpack. So I, I've been really, really fortunate for you to help me unpack a lot of those things in my life. So thank you for that. Uh, we, 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 each episode, we want to, we want to make sure we get an opportunity to talk to people about mentorship and like how they, how they came to be in the position where they came to be, what really kind of drove you here. So first is like, what, what drove you to, to this, to this calling? Was it a person? Was there a mentor who showed up in your life? What, what is kind of your your history with mentorship? Did you seek that out originally or is it something that you stumbled upon? Tell us about that. 
A little bit of both. It was a pretty fortuitous experience, I think, in in what you were just speaking about, Dustin. And first of all, it has been a pleasure working with you and, and conversing with you. Always entertaining conversations that really have no boundaries. Um, what you're really speaking to is awareness, like awareness of our different patterns of thought and emotional patterns as well and how they relate to the outer world. And there is a relationship there that a lot of people probably don't pay enough attention to. So I was in that boat of kind of mindlessly going through life and just thinking like, this is who I am. This is how I show up in the world. When really what that was is a, is a pattern of conditioning based on my family situation, the social influence and my experience up to that point in time. And I wasn't aware of the automatic behaviors that weren't necessarily in my favor. So I started listening to podcasts, people like Tim Ferriss, and then Aubrey Marcus was a big one. And he created this program called the Fit for Service Mastermind. So I applied to that program and I ended up getting in on a scholarship because I couldn't afford the cost. And over two years of being in that program, I got asked to come back on the second year to be a lighthouse member. So essentially a, a leader for the new members that were joining. And over that, throughout that process, that's when I developed the awareness of all these different things like trauma and conditioning. And then I started to look at the things that had influenced my life and that were governing my behavior. And so these are things like growing up without a father. You know, I had my biological father was never really present in my life. And then I had a stepfather come into my life when I was 13 who did a ton for me. And he was definitely like a caretaker and a provider. But when we think about that um, father archetype, that you know maybe is portrayed in movies and stuff like that you know the the idol that we look up to that provides guidance throughout life he wasn't exactly that and so i never had that in my life and obviously that had a huge impact on me so all these things that we have dismissed as normal whether that's our parents going through a divorce or a parent dying or seeing friends die or whatever it may be these are all traumatic experiences and these are pretty big ones. These might be considered capital T trauma and there's a lot worse things that people experience that fall under that capital T trauma, but the, um, the little T trauma and maybe, maybe not having a father is more like a little T trauma, but it could be subtleties. It could be something that somebody just said to you at one point in your life that then created this story about how we think we are right? So the distance between who you think you are and who you truly are is the cause of all discontentment and disease. So that's kind of been my process of realization. And now I'm at a place where I continually pay attention to my behavior and see if it is serving me or not. And so that's kind of a long-winded answer that I'm, I may have strayed away from the question. Long-winded, but but for sure good. It's like uh, early you 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 had some like when it came to mentorship, like you had someone who came into your life that did wonders for you. That was beneficial. But even then, it may not be everything in which you needed. But you over the last couple of years, in a lot of it sounds like, and it's something I I feel like I've found. And tell me if this resonates with you. Do you feel like when you mentor others, you 
you learn from those instru- you learn from those instructional periods almost as much as you do whenever you set out to learn. Because like rarely over the last like year or so have I set out to teach anyone on my team or anyone anyone anything really without coming back with a hardened lesson that I've learned on my own. And like that's one thing that I've found beneficial. Do you, do you get that too, or? Definitely. I think the the mentor and mentee, and I almost hesitate to call myself a, a mentor. Um, you know, I think a, a guide perhaps is a better term, but we're getting into semantics. Um, I think it is a symbiotic relationship where there is mutual growth that occurs. And in me having to relay my ideas and philosophies to other, pe- to other people, that makes me kind of reevaluate them and almost look at them from the other person's lens and determine how I can make this digestible for somebody else. Because there's a lot of noise up here in my mind, just like everybody else's mind. And it's like, how do we streamline that into something that makes sense? Sure. So the the actual mentors that I found to kind of round out that question, it was Aubrey Marcus within this mastermind program, but he had three other coaches as well. So Kyle Kingsbury, Eric Godsey, and Caitlin Howe. And I would say that symbiotic relationship definitely applied to this scenario as they were growing alongside me and all the other participants. So there's 150 people in this community and continues to be 150 people in this community that uh, I'm no longer a part of the actual program, but I mean, I'll always be a part of that community. I have friends for life that were found within this. And so that was super important. Like the, the entity that was created as a group, as a collective was almost a mentor in itself because within that community of like-minded individuals, I found the connection that I had never had before in my life. And that was growth inducing on its own. So we were all working together to be better. I mean, the name is called fit for service. So essentially we're trying to become the best versions of ourselves so we could have a positive impact in the world around us. So from like, from an applicable standpoint, right? If, if you're a new person, you're new to business, or you're moving on your own, or you've had your big life change, or you feel like you're about to hit rock bottom, what, or maybe you're in a great spot in your life and you're climbing out of a hole, but you know that you have a need for mentorship. And I think us being on here, we can all kind of understand that we all need mentors. What would be your action step for someone who goes, hey, I, I don't really have a mentor, but they realize they have a need or desire for one. Where would you where would you suggest somebody go? What where where did you go? Because I know you mentioned Aubrey Marcus is like, did you pick up a book? Did you find his podcast? For you, what was the vehicle and how would you suggest others take those? Like what vehicles would you suggest for others? I found his podcast. So I kind of um I didn't realize I needed a mentor. I think probably subconsciously I did, but I kind of I just stumbled upon this growth inducing experience and essentially the most transformative years of my life. But I think if somebody recognizes the desire for mentorship, maybe narrowing that down to a niche is the first step. And then seeking out somebody in that department, which might be as simple as a Google search. I mean, there's life coaches everywhere, but there's good ones and not so good ones. Um, So maybe finding a mentor could be something that organically happens as you recognize somebody is in a life position that you desire to be in and then asking them for support you know, maybe it's the Google search. 
And then what's beautiful these days is we all have access to virtual mentors, right? So through podcasts, uh, even through books, like there's so much wisdom in books and reading is kind of like a, a, a less cool thing to do these days, it seems with the advancements of technologies. Um, but there's so much information available to us knowing what the problem is, identifying the problem is always a challenging thing, right? And a problem doesn't exist without a solution. So once you find one, you find the other. So with that, with that in your services and what you're doing as a mentor, what niche would you say you provide? Like, what are some of the niches that you provide the most value in? Cause, and I know like, cause you have a lot, there's a lot about you and we haven't got a chance to talk about your passions, your hobbies, any of the other, like the things you do, which, which niches would fit really well. Who would be that person that you're looking for or that would be that you could provide a lot of value for. So one of my taglines is helping people wake up to the magic of being human. And this is such like a wonderful experience to be human. And if that is not the experience that an individual is ha having, I would love to work with them to get them to that place. So it's about meaning and fulfillment and joy. I would say that's what I help people discover in their own lives. And like we discussed, being human is really, really challenging. Like these burdens, these problems, they're not going to stop. Sorry to break it to you guys, but we're going to have this shit to deal with for the rest of our life. So how do we balance that? And we balance that by finding meaning in the suffering and finding experiences of joy. So what is it that lights us up that we could go and shift our energetic experience on demand? That's great because like those are such important things in our lives. And I think a lot of people don't even think about them sometimes and like having someone to say hey stop for a second and really really dig into this and like what it means is really such an important thing it's crazy totally and grief is an inescapable thing that we're going to have in our life and a lot of people don't know how to cope with grief and that becomes this burden that we just carry for our whole life unless we stop and dig into it and feel all the things. And if we're willing to feel all the uh, dissatisfactory emotions and energies that a lot of us don't like to face, a lot of us don't like to talk about, but if we're willing to feel all that, then we could feel the joy at full capacity. We could feel peace at a deeper capacity and we could feel love at full capacity. And these are, that's like the stuff that lights us up. You know, that's what everybody wants but you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Like Jordan Peterson talks about in his first like 12 rules for life. Like you have to pay your sacrifice. Like if you, if you put it off, it's just, it's not going away. Like you have to turn and face that demon. So that's, that's, that, that is, that is, that is powerful stuff, Kyle. So I know you mentioned that you never, you don't look upon yourself you don't like to think, and this is a common thing that I've noticed talking to many people about this and many mentors out there. And like myself is like, it's hard to call yourself a mentor. 
for at least at least it has been at least it has been for me unless it's written on like a business card or something or someone labels me as that it really feels kind of awkward but when was it that you first started realizing that you were a mentor to others and did you ever did you ever seek that out did you ever seek out to be a mentor yeah the first time i actually sought it out and uh, let me quickly speak to the idea of labels i think we all need to hold labels loosely right so it's kind of like a definition of terms and again i don't know what the specific definition of a mentor is um but if, as soon as we put ourselves in a box, then then we're this like defined being when really we're this exponentially uh, eternal, undefinable being, right? So let's not sell ourselves short. And I, I do the same thing when I say I'm like a rock climber. It's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm more than a climber. And if I identify with that one thing and suddenly that one thing is no longer present, then that's when I go through an identity crisis. So let's just like, not paint ourselves into a corner. Um, when I got accepted to the Fit for Service program, I had already known that I wanted to support others. I basically wanted to provide the guidance to people that I didn't have in my adolescence, in my early adulthood as well. So at that point in time, I had already had this serendipitous encounter um, with this young man named Jack and we just like met each other at this coffee shop and fell into this timeless space where we converse for two hours straight you know just complete strangers and um he so we had a back and forth for a while and then when uh, I left that conversation I said to him if you ever need anything like don't hesitate to reach out and then I got accepted into this fit for service program. And I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna initiate this relationship in the kind of mentor, mentee, or guide type experience. And I just reached out to him and I was like, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm growing, and this is how I want to be of service as well. So if you want to engage in this relationship where I just support you through your common struggles of being a young man in the world. I'd be more than happy to. And he agreed. So we had this, we were just meeting uh, virtually once a month for a couple hours. And he would just speak about all the things he's going through, which a lot of us experience very similar things. So I was able to offer him guidance wherever possible. And it was that uh, symbiotic relationship where there was mutual growth in the process. And it was really quite wonderful. That's, that's incredible. And like, so that, that's chalk one up for the mentor made the the reach out to the mentee because mm -hmm. we've, we've been discussing some of this on like the mint, the mentee has a level of responsibility as well for the relationship. But like, that's when you decided that you wanted to be of service to people, like you decided a hundred percent, you weren't like the first person who calls and asked me to be their mentor. You were like, I already know a person like who could use my help. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. When yeah. you, when, when you were called, you were called, sir. And I think this is like um, a trickle down or pay it forward experience. Like we've we've lost this intergenerational relationship in our society where there's elders and then there's like our parents and then there's us and then there's a generation below us where we're all living communally. And with that, the wisdom is literally passed down, right? The, like the 
elderhood and mentorship should be something that is organic that we see more of in our society but it's become this inorganic thing where it has to be sought out but i'm i think that you know if in supporting jack at some point he's going to be inspired to support somebody else i think that's the way to do it i think there should be more organic relationships like that because it's it is such an important thing because having mentors in your life and people that can guide you like just through even simple things and things you just don't understand yet like it's just such important things in your life that you don't even realize at the time sometimes like you said earlier sometimes you just stumble across something and you get mentored by somebody or you become a mentee yeah you know? and and those and like so for for selfish perspectives like that like people if you're listening like take this as an opportunity like do this take permission mentor someone be a mentee it's from a selfish perspective you should want to do this because like helping others will help fill you up like it it, it will help bring you joy like it's hard to beat the biological things that are programmed into us to where like when we help others and like you see something that makes you happy and makes you smile like it's hard to break through those things and like these are one of the ways you can do that you can help someone else see that you can help someone else with their career and like whenever people are like i can rarely ever think of anyone who struggled with their career because they mentored too much or they cared too much about other people so they're like the 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 things that come up in your head that would normally tell you like the pushback and the resistance, none of them make sense. So like, that's one thing that I think we're really hope we're trying to do with this podcast is to inspire others to seek mentorship and like to ask and to mentor other people because it can be fulfilling. Like it's one of the better, like, honestly, Kyle, it sounds like one of the better parts of the last several years. It's like building those relationships. And then when you see the person you're mentoring turn around and pay that forward with somebody else, that's another warm feeling and that would never happen if you didn't take the step and like step out there and do it so mad props for that thank you yeah i think operating beyond our conditioning and also our realm of comfort is important right so making that reach out to the person in whichever direction that may be right and usually this is like an intuitive feeling where it's like oh i i have a draw to either ask this person for support or even support this other person and you know that's that uh, in that intuitive whisper is just a blink and if we don't act on it it's gone because then our ego overrides it with all the reasons why we shouldn't do it right so stepping into that discomfort immediately and pursuing that calling is super important Absolutely. It's gotta be it's gonna be tough to just I don't know, you're just like this is happening, like I gotta do it now, you know, like just to know and like jump in and do it. Cause like like you said, like in a second you're like, nah, there's a million reasons I shouldn't do it, right? And like you just gotta push past that, I guess, you know. Yeah, that it that that goes to like what we Agent Smith, Morpheus all of this all the stuff to deal with like resistance like knowing the things that are like if only knowing what was best for us was enough 
right? Like, if only knowing like what the right thing to do was good enough. It's still that whole part where you have to you have to do that thing. How do you make that action in the moment and everything? And like, it just I, I love that. Like when you set out to do it, Kyle, you just instantly went and made that action. It was like, oh, mentoring sounds good. Boom! Like the synchronicity hits you, and you're like, let's 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 execute on this. So, job well done. Yeah, thank you. And I mean, now I have a, a good friend who, and I've met his community, and I've had some incredible experiences with them. Um, they own a property somewhere in BC where they're basically building a community there. And so it, it created all these other opportunities and experiences for me by acting on that intuition. Absolutely. Just planting those seeds, man. Planting those seeds of love and joy, watching those trees grow watching them grow up so tell us about tell us about your your course your journaling course tell us about that i'm, yeah, I'm, would, I'm excited for this one because like, from a somewhat of a selfish standpoint because it's going to be a vital part of my life for the next like six weeks right yeah yeah All i'm right. excited to have you on board so this is the program's called soul path i would say it's more than a journaling course although that introspective process of journaling or that could be done in meditation as well is a key component because the people who go through the program are essentially asking themselves those hard questions which then determine where they need to be putting more time and attention like which aspects of their life and some of this is about looking at her past trauma and really understanding how that impacts our current experience. So six week program, it can be experienced one on one, which mean you will be doing Dustin. And there's also a group option as well. And I really look forward to when this becomes popular enough that the groups are coming together in that space, because that's an ancient practice that we've really moved away from where when we lived in communities in villages and, and tribes and whatnot there would be councils where everybody would sit together and speak their voice and the other members are there listening in support and really holding that space for the individual speaking to externalize everything they're going through now this could also be experienced one-on-one as one person takes the role of holding space for the other person to externalize their process. And in that, it's the act of accessing the subconscious for the speaker, right? He's not just, the other person is not just interrupting him or blindly offering advice. And this is what we do in our day-to-day -day conversation. But as we enter a ritual of connecting through language and conversation, then there's space for that magic to occur and that awareness to occur. So that experience is offered one-on-one -on -one and also in the groups. And the components of the six-week program are as follows. So the first week we're speaking about awareness and different tools. In the second week, we're taking a look at conditioning, right? So how has our environment shaped who we are? And is that actually aligned with our true self? Week three, we're talking about communication. I say communication is one of the most powerful underutilized tools that we have at our disposal at all times. Communication can be medicine. Again, as we externalize the things that are stressing us out internally. Week four, 
we're looking at um, core wounds. So this is when we're getting into that trauma aspect. What are our core wounds that happened in our childhood? So this is essentially developmental trauma. And we also look at the psychological model of internal family systems. This is something that Dustin alluded to earlier. So this is recognizing that we have many sub-personalities inside our psyche. So the saying is many minds, one self. Such a functional tool. And then the final week, we're speaking about closing loops. So looking back at all this stuff in our life and getting rid of the stuff that we ruminate on, right? So until the loop is closed, we're going to sit there and think about it incessantly. And that could be subconsciously. So these things in our subconscious could be dictating our life without us even knowing it. That's it in a nutshell. In a nutshell, I'm, I'm excited. And for me, it's also like one of those things like, the I, I know intrinsically how valuable a program like this is. And the biggest hurdle for me is less about like looking at it. It's more of taking that step into the dark cave every day that I have to do it. Right. It's like, what other 40 different priorities could I put in front of this 30 minutes or an hour that I've set aside to like sit down and like deal with trauma and sit down and deal with, things from past sit down deal with you know just the, the thing the things that are dwelling inside of us like for me it's making sure i don't kick that can down the road and like over the last year or so i've found myself being able to consistently do that go through programs like do the difficult thing each day and at first it was in spite of it being difficult and now it's been a lot more like changing the mental mindset and aspect to be like doing it not just be in spite of being difficult, but doing it because it's difficult. It's like trying to do the difficult thing. Like, Hey, this program sounds like it's going to be a lot. Sounds going to be emotional. Sounds like there's going to be some tears somewhere involved and some stuff. And like, most of the time I, I, I would have looked at that historically and been like, no, thanks. Not interested in anyone's <laughs> emotions or my own, but like now to kind of go, this is going to be like, this is going to hurt so good. Right. Like, and that's, that's kind of like, and I think when we get to that, like for me, that feels like a place of comfort now. Like the, the, it's going to hurt so good. Like, because trying to get to where you can live life is like knowing that life is going to be struggle and conflict, but like, good, it's perfect. This is, this is why it's like, we're, we're, we're here for it. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. Like hearing you talk about the different steps of it, I'm pumped up. Before awesome. I was like, I was excited because I know how great it's going to be, but I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to explain and, and, and we're going to have you back on again to kind of go over some of the different things because you know me, I will have numerous questions throughout all of, and I, I will, I'm prepared. I'm probably going to end up being your biggest advocate. So not that I'm not already, but if there's another Kyle Dow super fan out there let them know we're going to have a battle Royale between the two of us. I look forward to that when people are fighting over being my top fan. Right. Well, force is here too. And I've seen him smile in most of this, most of this episode. So force, you have any questions or anything for Kyle? Well, I got to say that when you said communication can be medicine, that really jumped out at me. Cause like, I, you know, I've always like people talk to people to like, you know, just get their emotions out and figure things out. And like, 
go through stuff in their head, but like I never thought about it that way. That like it's actually medicine, you know? Like it's it's really, really helping you on that level of like giving it what giving you giving you what you need. You know, and I that really resonated in my head. Like it was really, really powerful as a statement, you know. Yeah, thanks for that reflection. And it's it's overlooked by people and we do ourselves a disservice if if we observe our daily interaction, we walk around and it's like, hey man, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. And it's this default answer. So it's either good or bad. Suddenly our experience is reduced to this binary evaluation. And in that knee-jerk response, if I'm just saying I'm good without thinking about how I'm actually doing, then I'm creating that pattern of never checking in with myself. But the other reason why we do it is we recognize the lack of sincerity in the question itself. So it's like, hey, man, how are you doing? And it's like, is that person actually willing to hold space and listen to how I'm doing? And we can start to break this pattern. First of all, it's better to say, hey, man, really good to see you, rather than how are you, if we're not going to sit there and take the time to listen. But we could also say, like, no, like, really, how are you feeling? Like, tell mm-hmm. me about your experience right now. Like, what, like, what's going on internally? What is your current struggle? Also, what is your current celebration? What's your greatest joy that you've had this week? And that's something that I want to highlight about this program as well. It's not all about going into the pain cave. It's also like, all right, let's figure out what really lights me up and what is the future that I want to cultivate because we're all the creators of our experience, but this is something that we don't recognize. And that's because we're not having that conversation as medicine with ourselves, right? So there's a lot, we spend all day talking to ourselves. Let's figure out what the hell we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Is that medicine? Nothing that popped out was, talked about how like, we don't have villages and small communities like that anymore, you know, we're just not part of that. This is not what our community and world has become now, you know? And I've always thought that, like, it would be really, really cool to be a part of, like, a small town or village or group like that and just really be ingrained in everyone and be involved and, like, really understand what's going on and not just be in it, you know? Definitely. Um, and that's, that's what I experienced in Fit for Service. You know, there's this idea of, of Dunbar's number, which states that 150 people is the maximum capacity that we could have relationships with that are actually of some substance and quality. Like that's the maximum that we could actually track. And uh, obviously there's going to be levels of depth within that group of 150 people. But imagine if we had our own community that we were meeting with reg- regularly to have those celebrations of joy, but also the ceremonies to support one another through grief, whether that's in chanting or dancing or whatever else we want to do, right? Despacho ceremonies. This is the power of community is that Mm -hmm. it is robust and resilient. And then it's not just me versus the world. It's like us doing our thing. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Us just doing our thing. See, Kyle, I, 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 I need that information because, like, every once in a while, like, it, you just feel like the lone wolf out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but us just being our thing and remembering that, like, we have defaults for this. 
like we are wholly capable of operating as a functioning society. We just we we have that ability, and it's better for us to to function in that way. And that like a lot of times that gets lost because I'm like uh, I'm I'm a firm like. I don't need, I'm like, I'm like, let's get some of the people away from me. I get peopled out. Like I go out into the world and I'm like, yay, people. And then I have to go home and be like, okay, I need, I need, uh, I was a big fan of six feet before any of this stuff came around. So like, I'm like, if everyone wants to stay over there, that'd be cool. But I think it has helped with my personal bubble a little bit, but it's something that we need. Like, and, and that's something where like, I, I feel more comfortable that way, but it's not something that serves me. And like I'm, I'm comfortably walking into isolating myself, which is not productive, not helpful. So remember, like that focus on community. I think that was a really good catch, catch for us, and great for putting that out there, Kyle. Yeah, pleasure. So there's many different philosophies on what creates a meaningful life, but there's some fairly consistent conclusions through studies that being of service to others creates a meaningful life and also human connections. So who are the people that we're closest with? Who are the people that we can call up when we're having a really hard time? Who are the people that are comfortable calling us up when they're having a hard time? And are we presenting ourselves so that people know that's an option, right? These are things that we could track throughout our life. And when we're looking back, you know, we want to know that we, we lived as fully as possible. Like we're all going to die. And, and this goes back to the notes on grief. Like let's establish a better relationship with grief so we can establish a better relationship with death so we could have a better life experience so that we're not sitting there at the end and being like, oh, shit, I wish I would have did this differently. And when those things come up where it's like, oh, man, I should have done this differently, recognize it right away, acknowledge it right away, learn from it right away and grow and continue to move forward and expand into the beauty that is this human experience. What a way to wrap it up. Kyle, where can people go to check you out? Where can they go to find out stuff about you? Where can they support you? They could check out the course at connectionintegration.com. There's a little, there's multiple tabs that lead you over to Soul Path. There's a sample video there that gives you an, an idea of the flavor of the course. So the course is full of videos, so it's all easily digestible, and then it's followed up by those introspective prompts. You could also find me on Instagram at Kyle underscore Dow. Um, my email, my direct email is on that website. So just reach out with any questions or if you just want to have a chat, happy to support in whatever way I can. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. I appreciate all the support you've given me. Uh, you've been a wonder to work for. People do not hesitate. Kyle, check out his program, check out his website. Uh, hopefully, if, especially when this turns into a group thing, we'll probably see you in there for too long. So thank you guys for finding Morpheus. We'll talk with you later. Thanks, gentlemen. Take care. Take care.